0: We are not doing a podcast. We are not doing a Oh, hi Dwight.
1: Um hey hey Scott, so how is your sex life? You're tearing me apart, Dwight. Hi doggy. Can I kiss you? Oh. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: what
1: what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. <laughs> cheep, 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 cheep,
0: Okay, so guys, we have uh, the room in the bagel basket. The writer's bagel basket, so you know what that means. Tear me apart, Lisa.
1: Fourteen. Great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. <laughs> Down with him. Because I'm Homer Simpson. pizza, pizza, pizza.
2: <laughs>
0: Welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. My name is Scott
1: Curlin. My name is Dwight Stearns.
0: And we have a guest. Hello. That is my fiance.
2: <laughs> What's your name? My name is Haley. <laughs> <laughs> And I just want to say I'm so happy to be on the No Refunds podcast. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> what? That's that's not what this is.
1: Hashtag shout out to the No Refunds <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I thanks. love the No Refunds podcast. It's my favorite podcast.
2: <laughs> Hi Scott,
0: how you doing? I think it's a little over the top.
1: <laughs> it's true. The last episode definitely
0: was. It's it's nowhere as good as *Curling on Film*. Ouch. <laughs>
2: oh. I need to listen to Krillin
0: on film.
1: Yeah. So Anyways, continue.
0: <laughs> so this week we are doing, uh, we were supposed to do couples date night. Yeah, uh, but my,
1: my wife um, <laughs> decided that she was going to be an adult and spend time with her family, take her sister to her doctor's appointment at the <gasps> hospital, and then go out to dinner with her grandmother. You know, be a good person instead of sit around, watch a movie, and make fun of it with her friends. Which so were, selfish. yeah, where's your priorities? Priorities, priorities. So yeah. So you're right. She's probably going to bust in at some point during this uh, podcast because she's coming home at some point. But anyways, <laughs> moving and on. then we're
2: going to strap her down to the chair and, and make force her to watch it. The and, and then
1: we're going to
0: redo this podcast. Exactly. Is she going to come in like the Kool Aid Man? Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Well, as long as she doesn't, as long as she doesn't smash into my car while she's uh, coming <laughs> home, then we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, that happened when we were doing Baby's Kids.
0: Oh.
3: Yeah, uh,
1: behind the scenes stuff. Um, while we were watching Baby, we watched baby Kids. Tw- Twice and the first time we did it, um <laughs> my car got rear ended while we were watching the movie.
2: Oops.
1: I think that's why it twice... didn't
2: just get rear ended. Oh, it, it got it
1: demolished.
2: Got destroyed.
1: Yeah, it got pushed forty feet down the street. You would have thought this woman was Donkey Kong. <laughs>
2: Uh, when I looked at the window, I honestly thought it was still there. Like my brain played a trick on me. <laughs> it's one
1: of those like if there was a car there. I can see the skid marks.
2: Yeah. <sighs>
0: What's David Copperfield doing here? And where's the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> so we're talking about. Yeah. What, the what Room. did we watch this week, Scott? We watched Tommy Wiseau's The Room, which I have a fascination with. This film, the way like the FBI or, like, a special agent has with tracking down a serial killer. (laughs) Like, in our apartment, there's, like, a bulletin board with lines and a a still of Tommy Wiseau's face because I am fascinated. Most film critics are fascinated with this film. Mm -hmm. They hate it, but they're so
1: fascinated by it. Well, this is one of those movies that transcends the um, it's so bad, it's good. Like, I would argue that this movie, like, is the, the... Textbook definition of a so bad it's good movie. This I mean, is so bad it's amazing. Oh, it's it's ph- it's phenomenal. I love this film.
2: Well, and as someone who never went to film school and never like experienced this film, how dare you? <laughs> rude. Firsthand in in a in a classroom setting. Are we never. You would I, never no, watch no, this we in a this No, setting. really? No, 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 no. This this oh. is a this
1: is a back alley thing.
2: This, oh, this okay. is like it's
0: two a.m. We're drunk. Someone just made Jiffy Pop and let's watch a movie.
2: Oh, okay. Like, because I thought one of your teachers made you watch Those summer nights. By the way, I never stopped to ponder. Now that I'm looking at the movie in front of me. That's his
0: headshot.
2: Oh, dear. That's Um. his (laughs) headshot. Well, that aside, I'm so caught up in how bad this movie was. I never stopped to ponder. Why is it called The Room?
1: (laughs) 'Cause it takes place in that one. Yeah, room. if if I'm correct well, before Kind
2: of, but it really doesn't.
1: Well, before the before it was a movie it was going to be a play, and the idea oh. behind the play was it was just gonna be in that one room and then when okay. they made it into a movie, they were like, Oh, we have a movie, we can go to different locations. So we went to a roof <laughs> and one alley.
2: And no or in a park two alleys.
1: Yeah, that's right, in a so, couple of parks.
0: So one of the main actors is Greg Sestero. and I've read his book called The Disaster Artist, about making this movie. And mm-hmm. I listened to it on uh, Audible, who is not a sponsor of this podcast, but maybe they yep. should be. Use the promo code WBBB. Wink, WBB. wink, hint, hint. Um, <laughs> no, they, uh, uh, his book, The Disaster Artist, him reading it is fascinating because in the movie, he plays Mark, who is best friends with Johnny, who they're both sleeping with the same woman who is Johnny's fiance. Uh Lisa. Lisa, yep. In the book, poor Greg Cicero, because of the people in this film, Greg Cicero is the only really good actor. He really is because he had a career. He was in Patch Adams. He Really Seriously? Yeah, he played who was he in Patch Adams. He was uh Monica Potter's brother who had to go to the funeral with Patch Adams with with Robin Williams and sit at the funeral crying.
1: Oh, I don't remember. It's been forever since I've seen Patch Adams. He's
0: barely in the movie, but he talks about it. Cool. Yeah. So, poor Greg Sestero, his whole life, he met Tommy Wiseau in an acting class. And he became fascinated with him. But he made the mistake of saying, hey, want to be my scene partner? And that's how he got into the cult. (laughs)
1: Like, (laughs) oh, no. Once he has his hooks in you, you're never getting out of that.
0: (laughs) So, Tommy Wiseau's life was the, is the saddest thing you'll ever learn about. So, the book is written by Greg Cicero, which documents his whole failure as an actor. Because mm-hmm. he, he auditioned to be Colin Hanks' role on Roswell, the TV show, Colin Hanks' role in Orange County, a lot of Colin Hanks' <laughs> roles.
2: He's just been casually following Colin Hanks' career. And, That's kid. called stalking. And
0: <laughs> Josh Hartnett's role in The Virgin Suicide. Okay, and also I think um, not Josh Hartnett's role in O. I think like Andrew Keegan's role in O. But he auditioned to be in a lot of movies. That's so this is
1: like late nineties, early two thousands. It was right?
0: ninety nine to about two thousand two.
1: That's exactly what I just said. But but, but specific dates. Right. <laughs> just kidding. Well, no, that's what the book covers. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Because
0: the whole point of the book is how he got to rock bottom of actually being in the movie. Because <laughs> he wasn't supposed to be in the movie. He was just supposed to be the line producer. Okay. And uh, the original person cast as Mark apparently was a good actor, but Tommy Wiseau hated him because... You're not, you're not, Greg. You're not, Greg. Why can't you be like Greg? So he asked Greg to play Mark, and he's like, "No, you have this other guy." And he's like, "I'll give you like," he said a ridiculous amount of money. They never disclosed it in the book, but it had to be like five hundred thousand dollars or something. Oh, Jesus. And like the money was too good.
1: Yeah, I'm, one of those things. I'm like guessing you it was probably. No.
0: I'm guessing it was probably like a hundred thousand dollars. That's
1: money. still a lot of money. That's still a lot of money. That's a butt ton, of, a butt ton of money. <laughs> yeah. That's...
0: So this movie costs six million dollars to make.
1: See that? That blows my mind. I cannot
0: understand that because they shot on both digital and film.
1: That's right. They they shot everything twice, right? Or at the same, at the same time? time. Okay. That that makes no sense to me.
0: And they're making a movie of this. This is the of of the, the disaster, disaster artist. artist right? And that's going to star James Franco, who's directing it and he produced it with seth oh Logan. i didn't know that
2: yeah yeah franco's um, playing wow. Tony
1: and i'm gonna put my uh my tiffany hat on here and uh dave franco is uh james franco's younger brother and he's playing mark i believe he's, right? playing he's, greg he's, playing, he's playing greg and tiffany um was an intern on scrubs and she got to see she was an intern on scrubs during season nine and she got to see um dave franco every day and she loves him and that's true. She she loves Dave Franco. Did Allison
0: Brie like show up at all
1: or? Not that I know of. She never mentioned Allison Brie. That was actually before. That was um that was season 1 of Community. So we didn't really know who Allison Brie was at that oh, point okay. yet. Okay.
0: So, why don't you take us through
1: <sighs> This is a good one. Okay. So, so the idea behind going through this movie is funny because that implies that this movie has a plot beyond just individual scenes. Um one it, thing in the book is Greg
0: Cicero had to be the one to, to tell people, this is not porn. <laughs> well, uh,
1: there's what, four sex scenes in the movie? I, like I would say three like and a half. More. Three and a half, okay, because one's reused.
0: One, well, not just one's reused. I was talking about the staircase, oh, the staircase one, because his pants are on the entire time. So it might have been
2: sex? Well, she, I, I,
0: he would, his I butt would say it, I would say it's like dry humping. At best.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, to
1: completion, though. <laughs> That's what dry humping is. <laughs> yeah, the
2: obviously. The thing with those scenes, those sex scenes, they take longer than it takes most people to have sex. I feel <laughs> like seriously, that they just took forever. This uh, movie took forever.
0: This movie's only like an hour and forty. It,
1: and it felt like three hours. This felt like watching Lord of the Rings back to back. Like this was gross. <laughs> like extended edition, Return of the King. But but anyways, okay. So the. The movie opens with 75 minutes of stock-footed shots of San Diego. They used the Full
0: House opening for the house, like, twice.
1: Definitely. Like, that was the same street, if not the same <laughs> shot of, well, of Full th- House. They
0: com- He commented in the book that they used a famous sitcom opening shot and they got in trouble for it, or something like that. <laughs> Takes place in San Francisco. I'm just putting two and two together. Wait,
2: the Full House one though. That wasn't like a brick house. That was like a blue. Uh,
0: no, just, no, no, just no, no, the no, Stock no. footage the shot. Stock footage. Oh, Not... okay. From the park. Oh, from the
2: park, got it. and then there's. All
1: right. yeah. Whatever happened. <laughs> Scoop. Do, 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 do. But so we open with after that, then we're introduced to Lisa and Johnny. Are two of the three main characters in the film. Tommy Wiseau plays Johnny. Tommy Wiseau plays Johnny, and what's the name of the woman who plays Lisa? Juliet Danielle. Who Juliet Danielle was the.
0: I, I gotta remember. She was either the second or third person cast as Lisa, because the original, the original Lisa, was this. I'm trying to remember how Cicero described her. He described her as a fiery forty-year-old Latino woman with
1: cigarette burns. <laughs>
2: Okay. There's a description. He, that,
1: he's like, yeah, she smelled like parliaments. That movie would have been infinitely more interesting.
0: Yeah. It, <laughs> and, and he was just getting tired of kissing her. Not Cicero. He, he, they didn't even film him with her yet. This is back when they had the original guy playing Mark. Uh, Wazo was getting sick of this actress. So Julia Danielle goes... If you want, I can audition for the part of Lisa. And he goes,
1: oh, you're fiery. I love it. Oh,
0: she's so vicious.
1: Was she hired on the spot then,
2: I assume?
0: or? <laughs> uh, no, well, I guess they waited like two weeks to actually. <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus. You're vicious and terrible, just like your character. <laughs>
0: well, the, the entire book, most of the chapters are, and then this person quit, and then this person <laughs> quit, and then they were coming to set and demanding their checks because Tommy wasn't paying
1: them. <laughs> Where'd that $6 million go, then, if not to paying these people?
0: <laughs> Have you ever seen on one of Patton Oswald's Patton Oswald is obsessed with this movie. Oh, rightfully so. And he did. He pretended to be Tommy Wiseau. He's like, hi, my name is, like, Wami Wiseau. And do you want to launder Mondays? I make movies. So everyone thought this was a in an, a huge laundering scheme.
1: Well, you were, you were showing me in the DVD. Um, there's an insert in there for... Tommy Wiseau Underwear,
0: I think it's called? Yeah, he has... How he made his money... Um, Tom Bissell, who was one of the writers of the Disaster Artist book, investigated... He's an investigative journalist, and he found out Tommy Wiseau was a Russian immigrant, Mm -hmm. who then...
1: Which is interesting, because he's never never publicly disclosed what he is or where he's from or anything about his past. They
0: never say it's Tommy, but they... It's a foreign guy with a foreign accent. This his name was originally uh, like I know when he goes to France his name becomes Pierre. Okay. Of course. So he flees Russia, he flees communist Rus- Russia, goes to Paris, then he comes to live with his uncle and his uncle's wife in America in, in New Orleans. New Orleans, okay. And he tells so America. Changes his name to Thomas Tells everyone that uh, he was born and raised in New Orleans. Basically gets abused by his uncle and, and his uncle's wife.
1: How old is he at this point?
0: Uh, he was 16 when he was in France. He was only in France for about six months, so he's probably 16, 17. Okay, okay. so he's when still a He was a in minor. France, he was a mime and a puppeteer. Okay, okay. And he also sold balloons. Well, that not his life fascinating? That is. That's,
1: so so he, he was born in Russia, moved out of it at age 16. Escaped, escaped sorry. Yeah, at moved, age like 15. Escaped at age 15, 16. Did they when,
2: go into how he escaped?
1: I think it was like
0: that Eugene Merman bit where like, I need a calendar.
2: <laughs> I understand. I understand.
0: <laughs> so he, he lives in New Orleans for six months to a year. His friend finds out how hard he's working and how he's being...
1: What was he doing in New Orleans? He wasn't still selling stuff in miming, was he? He was selling,
0: like, novelties. Oh, okay. And his friend, like, oh, I, I know a guy you should meet in San Francisco, and that's the guy who's... St- I forgot what the name of the business is. It's, it's a clothing line. It's like
1: men's elite. It's not It's not Tommy Wiseau underwear uh, no. from ww.tmywiseo.com. No. No. Ninety
2: five percent cotton. Five. percent elastic. elastic. <laughs> that was
1: important to know.
0: No, it it was um like men's elite or elite fashions or fashions unlimited. And they provide most of the I did not th- even hey. notice that
2: glorious headshot right there. He
0: looks like the devil.
2: <laughs> oh jeez. So,
0: so he he basically overcame all this stuff, wants to become an actor, he decided one day, oh, I'm going to be an actor now. Starts taking acting classes and that's where he met Sestero. Hmm.
1: Well, you know, he is an actor because uh, I just watched a movie with him in it. So as far as I'm concerned... Yeah, There's, he's an, ar-
0: there's an architect who makes movies that... He sex. F- Ted Mosby sex architect? No, it's not Ted Mosby <laughs> sex architect. No, there's an architect. Uh, they mentioned him on Hollywood Babylon. But,
1: yeah. Cool. So... But anyway, so um, back to the, like I said, loose plot. So we were introduced to Tommy and Lisa. And they Johnny are, and Lisa. Johnny and Lisa, sorry. Uh, we are in, they're in a loving relationship, clearly. because Because yeah. uh, Tommy... She's Johnny, really nice to him. She is. He buys her a dress. She goes and puts it on. And she's modeling it for him. And, oh, I love you, babe. Oh, you mean so much to me. On the, and,
2: like, on the surface, everything's perfect.
1: Exactly. Q. Uh,
2: Until...
1: Danny... Coming in, Denny. 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 Uh, Denny is uh, the next door neighbor that that Tommy is uh, f- putting through college. He basically adopted. He, a- he
0: adopted this like a
2: surrogate father. Situation. Yeah, he adopted
0: this kid who clearly has some mental disability. Uh,
1: yeah, he's something's wrong.
0: Yeah, it's more like he's this that, kid's
1: ward. <laughs> is <laughs>
2: that disability being the ultimate cock blocker? Because <laughs> well, he
1: tries. <laughs> he tries so hard. So. So yeah. Den- Denny lives. They all apparently live in this uh, in this one apartment building, that I assume uh, is the is the one that uh, the neighbors all live in later on in, yeah. in life. <laughs> I,
0: get, I, get, I guess.
1: But so um... they go. Uh, so Johnny
0: pays for his tuition. Yep. Denny comes in, eats an apple, says, "Hey, can I hang out with you guys and fool around?" And they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go upstairs. No, we're gonna go
1: upstairs." And he's, like, "Well, can I come?" <laughs>
2: then he goes upstairs he
1: follows them yeah. upstairs while they're clearly about to just bone right yeah. there on, on in the bed in front and of
2: and they him. proceed to have the most awkward pillow fight yeah I've ever it's seen. like
0: ooh ah,
2: ee. <laughs> and uh-huh.
0: then denny tackles him he tackles him like he's playing for like the san francisco 49ers <laughs> it's like take that joe montana i mean joe montana
2: it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that was me a waterboy reference <laughs> It doesn't surprise me in the least that, like, he had to explain to so many people that this wasn't a porno, not just because of the sex scenes, but because the lead up to a, to them.
0: Yeah, th- this basically, if I was working on this crew, I'd be like, are you sure this isn't porn? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, somebody
2: is about to order pizza with extra sausage. Yeah, because, like, all that happens
1: <laughs> is, is Tommy comes in, or Johnny comes in, gives Lisa a dress, and then they immediately go upstairs and bone. Like... It's less than ten minutes into the movie and we're in our first sex scene. So it, it but makes, she's it's, his what?
2: princess. <laughs> he gives her everything.
0: There there's another story. Apparently Julia Danielle had the worst acne all over her like shoulders and back and in front of the crew, while she's topless, he goes Oh, you have to cover this up. This is disgusting. Would you want to have intercourse with her? I don't want to have intercourse with her. And, like, he's belittling her in front of everyone. And the chapter is called "Juliet Danielle is a Champion. <laughs> that's that's how, Cicero, I feel bad.
1: Honestly, see, you were telling me earlier that I'm going to feel terrible for, for Waiso after all this type of stuff. But hearing, like, just those type of stories makes yeah. me think he is, he is a garbage person. He
0: He is and he isn't. Like his life was just so terrible about being beaten that he's always afraid of being he has like major abandonment issues. That's why he clings to
1: To like Greg and to
0: Sistero and and this whole production. Mm -hmm. And every time someone leaves it's like he's getting abandoned all over again. And I think the movie's gonna showcase that. The disaster artist is gonna showcase that Mm -hmm. in a very compelling way. But listening to the book, I just felt so bad for Sistero.
1: I can imagine. Yeah. He seems like the one who was like I don't know, he was trying to help out this guy who saw him as a friend and just the being in that situation is never comfortable for anyone, especially if you're the person who's like being I don't know, trying to like keep everything smooth. Yeah, every time Sistero couldn't go to dinner with him or
0: had to get to an audition or spend time with his girlfriend Wazoe would like either kick him out of the apartment for a little while or raise the rent. So he was they were, they were so sharing an apartment together. Danny uh. or
2: Dinny or however they put it. No, he his name. he was Mark. Uh
0: so I have a huge surprise of where this movie stems from but let's continue on okay. because I promise you it's gonna pay off and when, when, when I reveal it, you guys are gonna be like, no way.
1: So this tangent that we've now gone on um, after talking about the sex scene, yeah, the sex scene is still going on. This thing was like five minutes long. And they repeat it. They, yeah. they take that same sex scene and they put it in
0: like not even ten minutes later.
1: Yeah, they, they, they Cause reuse it. Like, yeah, because it's, the same, yeah. same it's,
0: it's this sex scene and then Johnny goes to work. Mark comes over. They, you know, heavy pet on the staircase. Mm-hmm.
2: How long would this movie be out of curiosity without all those sex scenes? <laughs>
0: Uh, it would only be like half 90 an hour. Minutes. Yeah, I would say it would at least
1: be fifteen minutes shorter. Yeah. Um, before that, doesn't um, Lisa's mother come over?
0: After uh, is that
1: no? It's Lisa's mother comes over before she has sex with Greg. For the first time. Yes, for the first time. So we're introduced... Before
0: she says her famous line.
1: Yes. So we're introduced to Lisa's mother, and Lisa... This is immediately after the sex scene. Lisa's mother comes over. With Johnny, and, and she... Th- that sex scene, you think they're in love. Yeah, exactly. Like, everything seems great. Like, Johnny's given her a gift. She's very receptive. She's very happy. And, like, she was the one who was like, yeah, let's go upstairs. Let's, let's go do this. Yeah, she this. says,
0: please make love to me.
1: Yeah. And then yeah. immediately said, in the next please. scene, she says... I don't love him anymore. I'm He's, sick of him. He's boring. I he doesn't he doesn't total, take care. He doesn't do anything for me.
2: Total 180. Yeah. She's a succubus.
1: 100%. And her her mother is so pushy. She's like, "You have to stay with him. He loves you. He provides for you. You couldn't provide for yourself. You couldn't live for your own." You're the, a dum dum, and more or less, she's like you're. You're, you're a worthless human being without her, this man.
0: Her mother is the equivalent of the Greg Gazoo from the Flintstones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Lisa, you dum dum. The only difference is people actually see her, and, and she she exists to other people.
0: And what was up with her Billy Idol haircut? The mom, like she had the when she first came on. I said, "Look, it's Gary Oldman from
1: Dracula." <laughs> oh yeah, because she was wearing the red red pantsuit, and she had like the Dracula when he's in the castle. Yeah, uh, hair. the buns on the head. <laughs> Oh jeez. I don't know. I've
2: seen a lot of 80s glamour shots with people with that hair.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but this was
1: 2002.
2: Never mind. Yeah, yeah, Never she mind. was she was
1: missing that like pull-down backdrop <laughs> from when you got your school pictures. <laughs> you would <laughs> You would think
0: that this took place in the 80s or 90s cuz there's Maxell tapes, there's a tube television, and and this is 2002. They started introducing not Flat screen TVs, but they were flat screens and they did have the tube in the back.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But this was like... Well, that TV there was clearly something that they had bought for a dollar and it gutted because there's a sequence where it gets moved and he just picks it up with one hand. I
2: know, right? It it was
1: so light. That TV came from... He also owned a furniture company
0: and know how sometimes furniture stores have the fake TV? Oh, is that what it was? That's what it was.
1: You could tell by the way that he was moving it around. That makes perfect sense. At
0: one point, they're like, hey, let's watch TV and they don't.
1: (laughs) I don't remember that scene. Like... I don't... Like, the, the mother comes
2: off. in and she's like, Do you want to watch TV? Do you want to do
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. A, and then they immediately just start talking about how unhappy Lisa is.
2: There's yeah. a lot that they say they're going to do in this movie that they never do.
1: The, you know what they do do? They throw her on that football a lot. Yeah. Every yeah, other quite sequence, a bit. there's a football getting thrown.
2: It's like they've never heard of another sport. I know where the
1: football comes from. Where's the football come from,
0: Scott? Tell us. The first time they were supposed to, Greg Sistero and Tommy Wiseau were supposed to meet for their acting class, mm-hmm. they were supposed to do a uh, David Mamet scene. And uh-huh. in time, it was like, no, I'm going to do Shakespeare. Like, Wiseau loved Shakespeare to a, like, weird level. Okay. He would perform sonnets for everyone, and they would be like, boo, get off the stage, a vampire in a microwave. <laughs> so they were supposed to practice, and Wazoe wanted to go to the park to rehearse like you do. Because yeah. Well,
1: Shakespeare in the park, that's the natural place for it, right?
0: And they see these guys kicking around a football... Uh, well, tossing a football so and... and Kicking around a football. Well, no, Sistero brought a soccer ball. It Got it. And Wazo goes, oh, I like soccer. You like soccer? Let's play. And then, like, they start kicking around soccer ball. And these other guys have a football in their Like, hey, let's throw the football around, too. And that's where it comes from.
1: So, just like it was... So, okay, so that adds a layer of like sadness to it because you're saying that it was something that he connected with his his newfound friend and so that to him was like a symbol of like their friendship
0: the whole point as Cicero documents this is how Wazo wants people to see him as this good person who will give you the shirt off his back pay for your tuition buy you roses
1: well, yeah, because clearly this movie is like a, a defi- like the definition of like a vanity project because So is... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there's a Gary Stu, I think is the male version of a Mary Sue. He's like, he is the perfect human being. There is nothing wrong with him. He's, like you said, he's going he's to yeah. help you in every single way possible. He's, uh, he has infinite money that he will give to everyone. And he's just like, you know, like a paragon of, of what a human should be.
0: But he's not. He's, well, in real life, he's a terrible human Well, being. not just in real life. He, Everyone switches in this film. This movie shouldn't be called The Room. It should be called Bipolar Disorder 2. Like,
1: What's the first bipolar disorder? Well,
0: the, the full technical term is Bipolar 2 Disorder.
1: Oh, I did not know that. There's
0: like stages of...
1: The more you know.
0: Because <laughs> Maria Bamford is bipolar 2, and as she documents in her stand-up, it's just like, sometimes I'm happy, but sometimes I'm real sad. Like, and that's what this is. It's, it's oh, I love Johnny. He puts, you know, rose petals over my boobs. And then it's like,
1: He did. I saw it. Like, it. <laughs> it There's a lot of
0: rose petals. Everyone in this movie goes from zero to a million. <laughs> it's not zero to 60 like a car. These people are going into the surface of the sun.
2: Yeah, and it amazes me in this movie how they react to earth-shattering news. (laughs) Every time something terrible happens, it's just like, "Ah, oh, well.
0: Can you give an example?
2: Well, uh, for starters, on one of the mom's many, many visits, although is it her first visit where she announces this? It's her second It's her second one. On her second visit to her daughter, she announces to everyone, the test came back. I definitely have breast cancer.
1: And the, the daughter just goes, Lisa goes, oh, well, that's fine. We'll we'll get through this. And it's never mentioned again.
2: Nope.
0: They're given like, the worst news in the world.
1: <laughs> and the thing I like about it is the line right before that is the mother uh, goes, I'm definitely dying. And Lisa's like, oh, no, you're not. And then blah, blah, blah. I have breast cancer. Like, it's just no, everything is so nonchalant and just like, oh, oh, yeah, here's an aside. Just, yeah. By the way. It's insane.
0: The way they say it is like, if they're talking about food, I'm definitely dying for these pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely dying for some Funyuns.
1: No one's dying for Funyuns, Scott. No one. (laughs) Sure they aren't. I hate Funyuns. What? I I don't like onions, so... The funyun is like the the just a <laughs> grosser just the version fun of an onion. Out of Good. Okay. Cheetos. <laughs> oh, Cheetos are fine. Doritos. Like yeah. Oh, I love I love Cheetos, Doritos, Fritos, the whole Itos family, really. <laughs> so it's anything
0: funny. with a corn chip base. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: that was a joke from even Stevens. Shia LaBeouf says it. I I I didn't come up with that one by myself. I always feel like I have to let people know. I'm I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I hate Shia LaBeouf, but. Today they released a trailer for his new movie where he plays John McEnroe, which is the perfect role for him.
1: Transformers 7?
0: No, it's it's the story of John McEnroe. Oh! So he's, I, he's playing John McEnroe. Perfect role. Johnny Mac. Yeah. Back to the movie. Yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know how much you people... Welcome to the John McEnroe podcast where it's all Johnny Mac all the time. Speaking hey, of John Johnny... McEnroe.
1: Ooh, that was a
0: good one. Very
2: yeah. nice, very nice. Uh, uh, oh, we're there. not
0: even at Johnny. Uh, her friends come in.
1: Yeah, her, yeah. Her,
2: and they just have an open door policy on this. Yeah, people don't just they? walk into that. Well, sometimes it, people walk in. Sometimes people
0: knock. It makes no sense. That's the play. It's yeah, it, the play where people can
1: come in and no one locks their doors.
0: <laughs> like enter stage left. No, everyone does enter stage left. No one exits stage right.
1: There's one scene where um, Lisa and her mother come in from, like, it must be the kitchen. But the way they stage it is it looks like they've just come in from the outside. And then she leaves through the door. She leaves at the front door. <laughs> but anyways.
0: I uh, Lisa is the most baffling character on the face of the earth. She's a demon.
2: Yeah, one minute she's singing Johnny's praises. And then the next minute she's, you know cursing him
0: <laughs> he's a great provider he cares for other people he does so much for denny then i hate you, him
1: i hate him i he love
2: I, I love mark i i need to i need to leave this guy
1: <laughs> so well let's get into the mark uh the mark lisa relationship
0: yeah <sighs> poor Greg's sister
1: <laughs> yeah so after lisa on a whim decides that she no longer loves johnny she calls up another character who we haven't met yet um, who we find out is named Mark, who is played by Greg Cicero, and she just says, Oh, I'm bored. Can you can you come over? Sure, I'll I'll, I'll come over tomorrow around 12. Cut to him immediately being there. and There is no time. No, yeah, the, the time in this movie makes no sense. You know
0: yeah. what I think the entire timeline is?
1: What, like a week? It has to be at least a week.
0: I think this is all his memory, Johnny's memories, right before that bullet, like,
1: First off, spoilers. spoilers. Second uh, everyone off everyone saw this movie. <laughs> true. Second off, that's a, a hot take. I like that. So, like like so this is all like an existential like right before <laughs> he pulls that trigger moment.
0: Yeah, this is like a Sartre moment. <laughs> like Camus is about to come in at any moment and be like, Ah, nothing matters. Everything is existential. While
2: we're,
3: while Nialism, we're
0: Nialism. I don't know Nialism. why he sounds like Chris Hardwick in my head. But.
2: While we're talking about Lisa, by the way, I just feel it's worth mentioning. And I wrote it here in these notes, which span, like, three pages here. Um, Lisa is, like, a rapist. Yeah,
0: oh, she, yeah. She, oh, hardcore. She forces herself on Johnny. She forces herself on Mark. She forces herself yeah. on Johnny again.
2: And then, like, she forces Johnny to drink. Yeah, she gets then, him drunk so she yeah, can have sex with him. Right. And not only that, but to bash him later, like, oh, he got drunk and he hit me.
0: Yeah, that's like a frat boy move.
2: Yeah.
1: She, that's what she is. She's a frat boy. And and that goes back to my talking about how much um, YSO is using himself as, like, the perfect type of person. Because he's showing himself getting taken advantage of by all these people. Like, she forces him to get drunk. She spreads lies and rumors about him hitting her. And And, you know
0: how he prefaces all of that? I don't drink. I don't like alcohol. That's, like, I'm the perfect person. Exactly.
1: Like, oh, I'm, yep. No, you nailed it.
0: I'm Ned Flanders. I don't drink. I drink milk every day and I don't eat ice cream. I eat ice milk.
1: And I have a giant wang.
0: <laughs> Ugh, let's not talk about that. Oh, God. We we see his butt twice in this movie and I got I I got sad both times. <laughs> the, there's an entire chapter dedicated to Tommy working out to do these scenes. He bought a stairmaster
1: just so he could like appear naked on oh, camera. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So, Haley, while we were watching the movie, you had mentioned something about Tommy's muscles.
2: Yes. I seriously, like, to me, it looked like, I, I don't know if it was, like, just because he was so pale. Like, just the texture of his skin looked really weird. So, and I, I wondered, looking at him, it's like, did they contour his muscles? Well,
0: they had to cover him in makeup because he does have burns on him, which they never... I knew it. They never got into, but I think it evolved his time in New Orleans.
2: Okay, which from, is very sad. The, but the I, I just from the uncle, yeah. Oh God,
1: you could like uh, like uh, your what you're saying makes sense because like you could see he's like kind of leathery and it yeah, does, his, his skin doesn't look he, all.
0: He also got beat up in Russia and and in France, according to the book. Whoever this mystery person is, <laughs> I don't want to perjure ourselves. Whoever this mystery person. That there, that was Pierre, and then he was Jacques, and then he was Thomas, and then he became Tommy. Hmm. I wonder who that could be.
1: The Room is written, directed, and produced by Tommy Wiseau. Um, <laughs> says so on the back of this DVD here. Yeah, I'm just oh, stating a fact.
0: One thing we missed is that... Wazoo Films in two different logos appear at the beginning of the film. It just
1: sets the tone.
2: Yeah.
0: Perfectly. Yeah. One is animated and then the other one is just like bad clip art <laughs> stop motion like
2: <laughs> And uh I was speaking jealous. um of Tommy Wazoo Productions here. Scott, would you or either Dwight or Scott, would you care to read the back of this sure, doesn't I, matter.
0: Yeah. Sure, I got it. You gotta do the impression now. Yeah. Okay. Because so. it's
1: written in his so voice. So this is
2: the back of the DVD. Clearly well,
1: written by well, Wazer. Okay, I gotta get into character. You're me apart, Lisa! You're me apart, Lisa! The room is an electrifying American black comedy about love, passion, betrayal, and lies. It's what happens in real life. You could be with a love your loving woman and all of a sudden. Boom! She's in bed with your best friend or a family member. The room depicts the depths of friendships rela- and relationships in one's life and realizes life's real and most asked questions. Can you ever really trust anyone? Are you ready to see reflections of your life? Hi, doggy. <laughs> Dep- I added that last part. Depths? Does he mean
0: depth? Because, yeah. Yeah, Johnny Depp's? You know, the good one.
1: Like this oh sounds- my god, there's an interview with Tommy Wiseau on this? Oh, we didn't watch that. No, dude. we didn't. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, th- that sounds like something like Warner Herzog, Werner Herzog would, would like have in one of his documentaries. The art of making makes you see reflections of yourself in mirrors of dreams of lost, forgotten seascapes. Then you see yourself, and then there's another man making beautiful love to your woman.
1: Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like... I, I feel like Tommy Wiseau looks and sounds like Christopher Walken doing the Continental <laughs> from SNL. I can see that. And
1: uh, you do feel bad for him. Like You, you definitely, because you can tell there's something like just fundamentally wrong there. Like it's, it's either like a delusion of grandeur or like you were saying, and this is probably it. It's just like there's like layers of just like deep rooted, not even psychosis, but just like. I don't know, a lot of stuff have happened to this guy in the past, and it's coming out through this uh, quote-unquote art um, in interesting ways.
0: And there's other stuff, too, because after the stuff in New Orleans, he did meet a w- woman in San Francisco who said she loved him, cheated on him, treated him like garbage.
1: Was her name Lisa? <laughs> I
0: think it might have. Like, I,
1: I think he S- really... Something happened to him, like, that inspired the Lisa character and if
0: if you read the book the disaster artist like Greg Sestero doesn't do anything wrong the 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 worst thing he ever did was try to help him
1: yeah at, at the same time that's his perspective and like you'd have to take something like that with a grain of salt like I'm sure he's going to be casting himself in a good light for the disaster artist so I mean who knows May- no he
0: I- does stand up for like crappy things he did to Tommy.
1: Okay, well, that's, that's good. Like I'm, I'm glad that he's like trying to paint a more even picture of it. Because like, I'm sure you can be like the most well-intentioned person, but if you're around someone like this, like day in and day out, it's going to grate on you, and yeah. it, you're eventually going to get worn down and be like, I'm, I'm out. I can't do this anymore.
0: Greg was 18 when he met Tommy, and Tommy was like 39.
1: Okay. How old were they when they shot the, the movie?
0: I think it was maybe four years later.
1: So oh, okay. So he's like 23.
0: Yeah, he was in his mid... 20 late 20 early 20s 20s okay <laughs> 20 20 30 30 can i get a can 40 I 40, 40, 41 42 43 but 44 was sold for a buck was said he was
1: <laughs> that's a that's a reference to our last episode or one of our last episodes Yeah.
0: Wiseau said he was 29 but it turned out he was like Oof.
1: a little older he
0: was sagged age he was like Bob sagged age like 40
1: that's a reference to the beginning of this episode where they stole um full house footage
0: We think, allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly.
1: Everything is allegedly.
0: Oh, and more stuff about the casting of this film. So, Juliet Danielle was originally going to play Michelle, who we're about to get to. Yes. The woman who originally played Michelle after Juliet Danielle was friends with the guy who played Mark, the original Mark, Mm -hmm. and they were supposedly dating. (laughs) When he fired, when Wiseau fired that guy, he also fired her and he's like, "And I don't need your attitude get out of here, you too always spying on me and he he's he was paranoid to the point where he thought people were spying on him according to the book. like I keep saying this stuff, and it makes me feel like like I must I know everything, but if, all you' done is just read a book yeah i'm I'm one of those hipster people who read a book and acted like I know everything nerd I know, so the person they got was uh uh Robin Paris who plays Michelle and mm-hmm. that leads us to her and this Brian Regan guy his character's name is Mike yeah. yeah
1: so so this is after um Lisa has seduced Mark and then just cut to the next day i assume yeah. the next morning
2: her yeah. and her mom are having
0: the conversation breast cancer they leave
2: and, and, then and
1: enter these two new characters without
2: any prompting without any like yep and there's no supposed
1: introduction. Like, Supposedly. Like, he they, leaves
0: they, his books, but he's clearly 30.
1: And that's also a book that, like, you buy at just, like, a used book superstore for, like, a, a nickel, and it looks old. Like, it didn't, it was just, there was no cover, or there was a cover, but it was just, like, nothing on it. There was no, like, text on the book or anything like that on the and, cover.
0: And I kept saying Brian Regan, hardcore. Because oh, like, he looked like he, like... He uh, was even making Brian Regan faces, like, a few times I was like... Oh,
1: no. Where are we going, Thunder? It's funny because, like, everyone else was either, like, just a bad actor or, in, in Greg's case, he was he was a fine actor. This guy was an over-actor. Yeah. Every little facial expression, every word out of his mouth had a, ooh, inflection. And, and then I left my boxers out and she saw them. Yeah.
2: And there's a scene where he falls down and he's, like, just... Hamming it up.
1: Oh, when he gets hit with the, the football on yeah. the stomach or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Ugh,
0: Go back to the comedy store, buddy. <laughs> Work on your hard five. A tight five. We need to tight, tight five. five. <laughs> tight five. Hard five is what happened in this movie.
1: Ew! I'm Brian Regan. <laughs> Look at my face. That's my best Brian Regan impression.
0: I love Brian Regan. He's very funny. He is. Any hoozle, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the room. And then they're about to do it, or they do do it, because... I don't think go- they do it.
1: I think they. Uh, well, it's no, just her mouth head, stuff. Her,
0: yeah, it's mouth stuff, because yeah.
1: her head goes down and goes, whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> head goes out of frame.
0: They're his face shoving, goes wild.
2: They're shoving chocolate down each other's throats, oh, pretty God much. Oh,
0: Yeah, like, you don't do that to people. And...
2: It's like every every like sex scene is about to burst into like an like some sort of infomercial. Like Levi, she can't resist a man in these jeans.
0: Don't you just hate it when you and your lover are cho- choking on chocolate? Yes. <laughs> well, don't do it. <laughs> okay. But then uh, Lisa, I almost said Juliet. Yeah. Uh, Lisa and her mom walk in on them like
1: after i I don't it must be after because he's putting his shirt back on inside out inside out yeah he puts his shirt back on inside out and she's still fully clothed but i don't think she ever got undressed right so yeah i assume it was it had to have been after because his pants were already on but he had forgotten to put on his boxers but it was all consensual (laughs) yes yeah which is you know this is i think the only no it's one of the only consensual sex scenes in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's
2: because it's not on Lisa's terms.
1: <laughs> so so then
0: uh, that happens. She, uh, Lisa has Johnny come over. They have another sex scene after she gets him drunk.
1: Well, before that... Okay, so one of the reasons that Lisa is upset with Johnny is because he has a stable job, but it's not good enough for her. She needs him to get the nebulous promotion he just needs a promotion he's up for a promotion and johnny johnny doesn't get that promotion so in order to make it up to lisa he has my favorite scene in the entire movie it's like a minute long and johnny buys flowers and we're gonna skip
0: it, no, I'm just <laughs> no,
3: it this
1: scene is just like it's a it's breakneck speed it's one shot it's it's johnny walking into a a flower spot a flower shop and then just oh, hi, I, I like my roses, please. Here you go. Hi, doggy. That'll be $3. Here you go. Keep the change. Bye. And like that was basically they, it. <laughs> they went in that day to the flower shop, and they're like, oh, we want to make a movie,
0: but we want you to be in it. Can we use your shop? And they're like, <gasps> us? Yeah. Stars? <laughs> so, so he handed her a crumpled piece of paper, and he's like, read this. And they just did it like the way you would rehearse. Like, you say this line, I say this line. And they didn't look at each other, and he goes, okay, let's film it, and then they, they do the
2: scene. And the the other thing about the scene is the woman acts like she doesn't recognize, like she even says, oh, sorry, Johnny, I didn't recognize you. It's like, this guy must come in here, like, every day. Well, she he, said,
0: you're my favorite customer. You're my favorite customer. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, nope. I She's thought- like, my favorite customer. <laughs> It's not like like she's a pull string doll like Woody and be like there's a snake in my boot. Like Oh
2: okay, I thought she says I like oh I She does say didn't I didn't
0: recognize you. Yeah, she she goes, "Oh, hi Johnny, I didn't recognize you. You're my favorite customer." That's me.
2: See, that's why I'm confused because there's a lot of that happening in this movie. None debate. of his
0: dialogue makes sense. Nope. Yeah.
1: Uh so fast. Fa-
2: yeah, doesn't um Lisa she's like um sh- he says I didn't get the promotion. And then she literally asked two seconds later, "So what happened with the promotion?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: that happened. Yeah. That that's exactly what happened. Yeah, because he comes back with it, the flowers and he gives them to her. Yeah. to soften the blow. The, I this assume. This
0: is clearly written in broken English, and I don't even mean like like that. Uh, Tommy Wiseau is like a foreigner. He's like an extraterrestrial, I'm pretty sure. That's why his skin's so porous, because it's his chemical suit protecting his face, and if he doesn't get to Z-Pack 5 after making this movie... He's just
2: eating weird blue cubes between scenes, and he's not telling anyone what they are.
0: Oh, don't worry about it. It just energizes my brainstem. Can I eat your brains? You're delicious. delicious.
2: Well, you know, talking about the dialogue, it also feels like it's not just... You know, the fact that it's broken English. It also feels like he penned the script like for a week, left it alone to sit maybe like two. They were three writing weeks.
0: They were writing the script like hours before shooting. Like he would always change it. He's like, "Ooh, no, no idea. No idea. This is what we're gonna do today."
2: Okay, I can see that as well, but it also just, it feels like they just, this script was written weeks apart, and they forgot what was in the last scene. Oh, totally. And then they went back to it, and...
0: Let's play a little game. How many director of photographies do you think they went through? The answer may surprise
1: you. Five. I'm gonna say... (laughs) One dollar. Fourteen. No, probably like three.
0: They went through
1: about five. Or why would we even continue playing when she got it right on the first guess, Scott? What's the point? It was really poor. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, nice. So, we were in between. Yeah. So, I won, because she went over. Huh. One dollar. Boom.
0: Uh, so, what happened was the original DP was a professional. He worked on movies. He worked on music videos.
1: This is a movie. Huh.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, apparently, his his script supervisor ended up becoming the director, and then left before the movie was completed. But that's who Seth Rogen's playing in the movie. Oh, nice. Of the disaster Hours. So the original DP said to him, you need to give me a shot sheet. I need to know what I'm filming. I need to know the order it's going in. This is taking too long. If you're not a professional, I'm going to leave. He didn't do any of that. The guy left. And then he wouldn't, and he took his crew with him. And they were having auditions for new crew members in the parking lot. Oh, they also had auditions for the actresses in the parking lot.
1: How long into shooting was this?
0: 20 days. Oh, my God. Or maybe a month. And that's where we're at this part where they introduce Peter, mm-hmm. who is their third best friend, because I guess it's Johnny and Mark are best friends, and then Peter's, is he their therapist? Or, because Johnny oh, finds out yeah. that, that Lisa may be unfaithful.
1: Yeah, he's he's starting to get the idea behind it. He senses so something's off. Exactly. Because
0: that's where we get to, she goes, he hit me. And then we get to, I did not hit her. I did not. That's bullshit.
1: I did not. Hi. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Like, that, that right there is the best example of him, of just, like, the bipolarness of the script. Because he's clearly supposed to be having this, like, emotional moment of, like... He's learned off-screen that Lisa is now spreading lies that that Tommy is hitter, or Johnny's hitter. And he immediately drops that thought when he sees his best friend, Mark. And uh, then him and Mark have this uh, heartfelt talk about whether or not girls enjoy cheating, um, which is supposed to be subtext or something? Why would you ask that question? Exactly.
0: Because he's stern suspect.
1: And we're on the roof, which is uh, a great green location because it's yes. all green speak, screen. Speaking
2: fil- of that, uh, that uh, um, screen that they pulled down for school photos. Yeah, that's
1: exactly <laughs> it. Yeah,
2: they, they
0: had to... They built a roof in a parking lot and put green screen all around
1: it. Like, Why?
0: Why didn't you just go up to, like, you're, the roof? You're, you're
1: in a city. Go up to a roof.
2: Yeah. You just showed us those beautiful panoramic views of San Francisco. <laughs> well, like.
1: that's, that was that's, all stock that's footage. That's where yeah. most
0: of that million, that six million went, was the green screen and the rotoscoping.
1: That's insane.
0: And um. that's when Peter comes in, who's, like, the therapist. And the actor who played Peter had a heart out. He could He's only... He's in two scenes. He Yeah, but he was supposed to be in four. Okay. The party. Yep. So, Kyle Vogt is the actor, or Vogt, V-O-G-T, Vogt? Vogt? Sure. I he got it, um, he, told, he told Wiseau, I need to be out in a month, because I'm shooting another movie, and he said, oh, don't worry, you're going to be, then, like, that month ended, his scenes weren't done, he said, I gotta do this other movie, and Tommy Wazo said, if you're not gonna go, if you're not gonna be in the rest of the movie, you shouldn't get paid, don't come back. Like, like you're that, dead to that, me.
1: That's not how jobs work.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like they had a contract. Like,
1: yeah, and that's you know he used to kept to his contract there.
0: And apparently, all these actors put up with like BS that they shouldn't have had to. Of like
1: not getting paid and stuff like that, or just like generic. Well, him being no, a jerk.
0: Yeah. So there, in, in the book, there's one time where. I think it was either 2002 or 2003, September 11th, he made everyone do the Pledge of Allegiance and sing the National Anthem because we are all Americans. And everyone laughed when he said <laughs> we are all Americans. <laughs> and, and he goes, this is very respectful. As Americans, we have to honor the day that we lost the Twin Towers. He would do crazy stuff like that. That's like... That's like Ed Wood style crazy. He didn't show up in like taffeta dresses, but
2: <laughs> it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, that's
1: out there. That's
2: Every day was an adventure.
1: To say the least. Huh. Oh man, you won't believe what Mr. Wazoo
0: made me do today.
1: Uh, so speaking of the roof, uh, another really good sequence happens up on the roof. Oh, Chris R. Uh, is that, that Denny's drug dealer? Yeah, Is that what we're talking about yeah. here? Yeah, so um, Denny, in one scene... Um, he's on the roof, and this—I uh, th- guess you could say—a thug. This yeah. uh, this guy dressed in uh, black, wife beater with a black uh, hat or a black beanie um, starts messing up with with Denny, saying, "Where's my money? Give him my money. You owe like, me five money." Five
2: minutes. He'll be here in five minutes. Yeah,
1: what? Wh- who's coming to give you money in five <laughs> minutes? What is that? Your end plan. Your end game with buying yourself. Five minutes of sitting up there well, on the. Yeah, and this guy can't,
2: can't handle it. I feel like even the most impatient drug dealer would be like, five minutes? Oh, okay. okay fine. Okay. Great. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. But... Wanna
2: pop open a Coke? Like, what do you want to <laughs> <Yeah>. do?
0: <laughs> Apparently, this, the actor, this yeah. actor was so in character. Like, he went method on the set and <clears throat> he would beat the crap out of the guy who was playing Denny. And that guy's like, yeah, I don't like him around here.
1: Well, shocking. So. So he pulls a gun on Denny.
0: And then. Tommy was, uh, or Johnny is the hero, and Mark saves Denny, and they get this guy out.
2: And then Lisa and her mom, like, interrogate Denny, and it is like, a, it's the most irritating. It, that was, for me, was the most irritating scene because it's like him giving the same answer over and over and over mm-hmm. again, and her asking the same series of questions. Well, that, that over happens and all over the over time
0: again. in this movie. Yeah, like, um, when well, you,
2: yeah, but for this scene cool. in particular, it was just particularly agonizing. <laughs>
1: usually when it happened in the movie, it would be like throughout multiple scenes, like every scene with Lisa and her mother um, right. alone, they're like, Oh, I don't love him anymore. You should still love him. He treats you well, but I don't love him anymore. And that would like, that would be more or less it. And this yeah. one though, it was just like back to back to back to back yeah. to back. The same yeah. That's thing.
2: what I'm saying. Yeah. It was just nonstop. Like what, what, you know, what did he want? <laughs>
0: Everyone in this movie should be called moron. Like this movie should be called. Hey, We got a movie filled with dum-dums. Not the
1: room, the morons.
0: Yeah, the morons. Because the problem with everyone in this... The only good character in this movie is Peter. Like, Johnny is supposed to be like this, holier than thou. Mm -hmm. But Peter is, like, the logical person. And because Kyle Vogt couldn't finish filming his parts, Mm -hmm. they gave it to this other guy for the birthday party scene, which uh, Johnny is walking around the city, goes into his apartment, and then... A happy birthday to
1: you. Like, yeah, Because yeah, Lisa's been planning his surprise party. That's kind of one a, a subplot,
0: I guess. Yeah, you could it's supposed call it. to be like tomorrow, but seven days later, it's still
1: tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. At one point, she says it's on Friday, which could yeah. be any nebulous time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and she she keeps saying the wedding isn't a month. The wedding isn't a month. Yep. And it feels like it's it's clearly already been a month.
0: Yeah. They, they also said, hey, did you get your uh, wedding dress yet? I have plenty of time. Sweetie, we're getting <laughs> married.
2: It takes, on average, nine to 12 months to get a wedding dress. That's
0: what I thought.
1: Tiffany That's found hers on her first time out. Just pointing that out. But on average. Well, so did you. Huh?
2: Did yeah, no, no. I found mine on the first try, too, but it takes... It takes like
1: I know what you mean. Yeah, like, like, it, it,
2: <laughs> you have to.
1: It, it, if you haven't got yours the month before you're getting married, you, when did you get your dress?
2: Uh, I got mine actually super early. <laughs> uh, I got mine like a year and a half.
1: <laughs> a year and a half ago, yeah, or yeah. a year and a half before. See, yeah, yeah, you don't get it the month before. Yeah, they don't. you don't alteration exactly.
2: No, it's so like could- you might as well dress up in like a plastic bag
1: exactly at that point what's the point
2: i need a wedding dress
0: okay lisa what type well i need one that has easy access for johnny's best man
2: yeah and that's (laughs) why i get so i got so confused in this movie because there's a scene where they all show up in tuxes i mean can we talk about that because like i
1: (laughs) that was the second scene with pete (laughs) yeah third i guess i
2: thought i thought for sure that was the wedding Because they're, you know, they're all coming in. They're all, you know, in their penguin suits. They They, they don't
1: give any context as to why they're wearing them.
0: Cicero
2: said that he wanted a
0: scene that was reasonable for him to shave. Because he was told that he wasn't supposed to shave the entire shoot. Mm -hmm. And then Tommy goes, oh, you have to shave because I want your baby face in this tuxedo. And then that scene happened. And... Here we are. <laughs> like, we don't know what happens. And, Dwight, do you want to go put on some suits and toss a, uh, you know, the old toss a football? Yeah.
1: You know, that's, that's the only reason I put on, on tuxedos nowadays, is just to go out and, and throw a football in an alley.
0: Yeah, like you do. Which is green screened again.
2: He spent another, like... Just on cars in the background. It's like you didn't need that for that. He
0: could have gone to, like, an editing house and got, like, stock footage of it for, like, a hundred bucks.
1: Nope. Got a green screen. Uh <sighs> this movie, man. But it's it's fun. I like this movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean it's certainly a roller coaster of emotions, like nobody can argue that.
0: So there's a lot of stuff that we don't need to talk about, but let's get down to the end with the party.
1: The party, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So at the party, they play the the merry go round game of let's go outside, let's go up to the roof, let's go outside again, let's go up to the roof. Let's, let's go outside. inside. And then when they're inside Lisa and Mark are making out again.
1: Yeah, so, so Lisa is basically, like, conducting the party, more or less. She's like, oh, everyone go outside. And so they all go outside, and she grabs Greg, and is like... Er, not you. Yeah, not you. And they start making out at Johnny's birthday party, like, with, just when everyone just, just left. And then this other guy who we'd never met before, it's
0: supposed to be Peter, but because Kyle Vogt had to leave, mm-hmm. they got this other guy, and his audition, I guess... They have like 20 guys in line, and the audition for him was Johnny uh, Tommy Wiseau going up to people going, you just won a million dollars, you just won a million dollars, until someone gave him the answer he wanted. I guess this guy went, I want a million dollars, alright, alright, okay, let's do this, yeah yeah and he's like, "You're hired.
1: Was it with those arm motions that you were doing as well?
0: He, that's what he says in the book. He's like, <laughs> the guy was waving his arms and like <laughs> like getting really into it,
2: just going for the gold. yeah,
1: all he's, in. he's trying to bring home that Oscar.
0: <laughs> as we were watching this this final scene, like this this end of the movie, mm-hmm. this just felt like so Steven Sondheim. Like the, I, okay. I created a musical in
1: my head. Yes, yeah, guy, you were you were talking about yeah. this. What what what's your musical for the the? I want to see third the, act. I want to see film. Stephen
0: Sondheim's *The Room*, and and then just like, you said you loved me, Lisa. You're full of crap, Johnny. You hit me. I never hit you. You're tearing me apart. <gasps> that was
2: No, a- Johnny,
1: Bravo. you're tearing me
2: apart. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. brava
1: brava that was nice I, I'm, I'm impressive i wouldn't go see that musical i would totally see steven sondheim's the room that'd be amazing
0: yeah because if andrew lloyd weber can do school of rock the musical i would totally see Stephen sondheim's the room, yeah. rock, the musical, <laughs> totally sondheim's the room. i've heard school of rock to is
1: broadway. good broadway but so like so tom this is when the tommy um not tommy sorry the johnny uh mark lisa plot comes to a head they're finally all confronting each other tommy uh johnny and, and mark get into a fist fight over it he pushes mark into a table and then everyone's like stop it he's like okay okay mark i'm, I'm sorry mark can, can we shake hands they shake hands i told i told you what i wanted to see for that i wanted
0: to see Sistero do the the <laughs> the. he goes to shake his hand and then just lifts up his hand and wipes his it, hair runs it through his hair
2: yeah
1: <laughs> no
0: so <laughs> smell you later
2: Rich- I gotta say, how did it take him this long?
1: To like, figure it out?
2: Because he's clearly... Because there was that scene on the stairway where he overheard Lisa and her mom <laughs> talking about and, how she was cheating on him. And what's he do after that? Then he sets up a tape recorder. So, yeah, so he gets a tape recorder. He he records them. And clearly things have happened between this, the stair sequence.
1: Did he go to, like, the Jason Bourne school of, like... Spies. Here's one of my favorite things about that that portion is he sets up this tape recorder and they show him doing everything: him picking out the tape, him him um, setting it up, him hiding it underneath the table, him plugging it in, him putting the tape in, him, him hitting record. Because apparently this tape is infinite and it's just going to record indefinitely. But so they they show him doing all of this, and that's what he clearly, as a director or writer, chose to be important. But then there are other things that happen off screen that are much more important from a storytelling standpoint right yeah i I don't understand his because that's what
0: tommy Wiseau does when people calls he records all of his conversations and he doesn't say hello he'll pick up the phone the person will say hello and he'll go i'm listening they documented because the whole book sestero is like why is he saying this and then he goes Oh, I found out why. Because he was recording everything I said and he found the tape recorder. And that's why he uh put it into the screenplay.
1: Huh. Well I guess that makes sense. But but I was like but I was talking about like this from a filmmaking standpoint, him deciding to show all the setting up of the tape recorder, or he made other weird choices too. Like the seven hour sex scenes that was important to get into the film, but not the like getting plot information out.
0: I am so glad you brought that up because that's what everyone on the crew brought up. Why are these sex scenes so long? Why is he doing this with the tape recorder?
1: Those are two very important things. Is to like, why are these in this movie?
0: What's I am, the point? I am the director, what I do <laughs> goes. You need to listen to me and be respectful. These are the I- questions. Why, he I, why are they
2: doing this? Why, what are they doing? Can you really trust anyone? <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: this came out at the same time, around the same time as, like, The Lives of Others. Like, a movie about spying on people with tape recorders. So, I don't know. He may have had a point.
2: But, yeah, so she puts a lot of effort into this party. And, yeah, like, if, for a girl who's not committed at all to this relationship. Yeah, if you're cheating yeah. on
0: this guy, why are you throwing him? Yeah party.
1: Just as, a, as an excuse to do his friend again? Like, yeah. while he's right there?
2: her.
0: It, honestly, all she had to do is, while he was asleep, just go to the next apartment.
1: Just leave. Like, because like, Mark lives in that building. Right, well, so, so,
0: so if he falls asleep at, like, ten...
1: After getting drunk. Yeah,
0: go to Mark's, have some fun with him, then go back, and sneak in right before he wakes up. Like... It's that simple. Instead of pissing and moaning about it, you have a game plan. Like, you know, add a few potatoes, add a few carrots, you have a stew going. <laughs> What's that from? That's Arrested Development. That's right. It's Carl Weathers. Oh,
2: Carl Weathers. And there's a couple of scenes, actually, between uh, Johnny and Mark that are... <laughs> they're make friendship, you wonder.
0: Their friendship is baffling, because... I
1: think the word you're looking for is homoerotic.
2: Well, not, ju- <laughs>
0: not just that. It's, it's... This guy's cheating on hit his best friend with his best friend's girl
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then they still go out for coffee or mint tea and a medium hot chocolate. Do you want a medium hot chocolate? Oh please. Like
1: I want a hot chocolate. Medium? What what size? Medium? Yeah. Yes please. <laughs> oh, yes please.
0: Like everything he says, have you did you notice that he said says like please and thank you like a little boy like a million times? No, I did not
1: notice that. He does. I, that's probably just a language, like yeah. English not being his first language, I assume.
2: He's, he'd rather be over polite than under polite. But yeah, no, he, he couldn't be any more of a saint as far as this film is concerned.
0: Okay, I've I teased this l- enough. Do you guys want to know where the idea of this movie came from and what this movie is technically based on? Do tell. <laughs> Greg Sestero and Tommy Wiseau saw The Talented Mr. Ripley. Okay. The night of the Golden Globes of the Talented Mr. Ripley was about to win all these awards. And Wazoe watched it in fascination, thinking that this is his life. He's Dickie. He's Jude Law. He's this wonderful person who gets betrayed by him and Sestero had a fight. So then he's like, you're Matt Damon. You're the Talented Mr. Ripley. You're this impersonator. And I'm this man who's about to get his face bashed in with, like in or so he wrote he just disappeared for months <laughs> wrote the screenplay like he disappeared for half a year to write this to write this like he was going through some family stuff too but he disappeared for a year to write this and then when he returned he's like you know and you can play the 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 main character Mark after you know that actor Mark Damon <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. No, that that's just such a wazzo thing to do to get the person's name wrong. Because apparently he called everyone the wrong name throughout the, the movie.
1: That doesn't shock me at all.
0: And for the longest time, he called Greg, uh, "Oh, hi, Babyface." In it, real life, is
1: that why the, he wanted him to shave and say yeah. Babyface in the movie?
0: And do you think that Arrested Development got their inability to do like the chicken call from this? The whole. Cheep, I wouldn't cheep, cheep, be
1: surprised. Well, this movie came out in two thousand three, and two thousand two, two thousand two, and Arrested Development was around that time. So I wouldn't be surprised if they saw that and then wrote it in immediately. So
0: ma- so many actors and comedians. I know Alec Baldwin's obsessed with this movie. Adam Scott's obsessed with this movie. Uh, Good. <laughs> Seth Rogen and Franco were obsessed that they bought the rights as soon as the book came out, The Disaster Artist, mm-hmm. and the only way that would ha- let the movie be made is if james franco or johnny depp played him
3: well
1: i'm happy franco did because i think franco is yeah. the perfect choice for, for i think to play him
0: i think when the disaster artist comes out in december we should do it on the bagel basket i think we should okay go in theaters and then talk about it in
1: theaters th- while it's going on yeah we'll just record <laughs> it right then and there <laughs>
0: Excuse me, why are you talking? We're Be- podcasters. Quiet. We're doing a
1: podcast? Come on, rude. rude nerd. God. <laughs> Eat your popcorn. <laughs> exactly.
2: So, <laughs> Can I have some of that? <laughs> yeah. But
0: but the idea that Wiseau is so encompassed in his own world that mm-hmm. he becomes fascinated with the talented Mr. Ripley and thinks and that... And sees himself in that. And sees himself in actually a character... Do you remember The Talented Mr. Ripley? Did it's ever... been a
1: long time since I've seen it.
0: Dickie Greenleaf is like a fun-loving guy, but he's the most unlikable character in that movie because he cheats on Gwyneth Paltrow, he extorts money from his father, is spending his father's money, and Mr. Ripley, or uh, Tom Ripley, Matt Damon... I was
1: going to say Mark Damon. Mark, Mark
0: Damon is so... <laughs> wants that, that he basically kills for it. So, basically, it's a terrible person killing a terrible person. And if he was going to base himself after anyone in that movie, it probably should have been either Gwyneth Paltrow, who is
1: being cheated on,
0: or uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman.
1: Well, but I can see that he would see just, like, an idealized version of that, and then once you have that kernel of that's what I represent in that, he's probably, like, Turn a blind eye to all that that other subtext and text.
0: Mm. Yeah, probably, but the way... I just don't understand how you get the room from the talented Mr. Ripley. Does it make sense to anyone else? Anyone else think
2: that that's crazy? I've never seen the talented Mr. Ripley, so I can't speak to that.
1: I think you're crazy, Scott.
0: Maybe we're all a little crazy.
1: We all go a little crazy sometimes. (laughs) I'm crazy, Dwight, but you never know.
0: Ooh! <laughs> Don't
1: mind
2: if I do! Speaking of crazy, let's the go back to that birthday party. Okay.
1: Okay, so yeah, after Mark and um, Tommy, or Mark and Johnny make up, we cut to another, just a stock footage shot, cut back to the party, and they immediately get into another fight. Because, first off, they know they know Johnny's
0: in the room. They're slow dancing with each other, and they're kissing each other, yeah. and he's
2: nibbling on her ear. But before that, doesn't uh, Johnny make a surprise announcement? <laughs> oh, See, that's that was when on, the on the roof. roof.
0: That's on the roof. Let's go back in time. All right, guys, are <laughs> you... <laughs> are we in this time machine? So yes. they're on the roof, and out of nowhere, uh, Johnny just goes, we're expecting. Like, this is the I Love Lucy show. Like... <laughs> oh, it's 1950. We're expecting. Can't say pregnant. She's got a bun in the oven, and I think it's sourdough. No, we're a bagel. Or the uh,
2: milkman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she, she's that 50s housewife with the milkman.
2: Um, Good but stuff. anyway, uh, Lisa quickly tells her friends like, "There's no bun in this oven. It's and, a lie to keep her, things interesting." And her
0: friends are like, "You're awful."
2: stop doing this. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. is wrong with you?
1: At this point, like, everyone else knows that she's cheating on, on uh, Johnny. And she, Even else he like, knows. You have to tell. Yeah, he does know at this point. Yeah. So it's like, everyone's keeping this secret from each other, but they all already know it.
2: But remember, guys, love is blind.
0: That's true. That, that's like, Dwight, that's like you knowing that I ate all your food in the kitchen, and I know, and then I come in... <sighs> And I'm like, I ate everything in the kitchen.
1: And I'm like, what? Why? Why would you do this to me? You were supposed to be my friend. What is wrong with
0: people? <laughs> like, th- This is everything you shouldn't do. And apparently on the entire set every day, Sistero began his day at 5 a.m. saying to Tommy... Are you sure you want to do this? Because <laughs> that's always a good
2: Followed story. by, Are you sure this isn't porn? <laughs> uh, and...
1: Uh, ay, ay, ay. Like... <laughs> how, how long... You said this movie took two years to shoot? Yeah. Why?
2: Um, it took it, two years to watch.
0: So... <laughs> it took two years to complete. They, they shot all of the main stuff in a year and then they
1: spent even then how how did it how how? there's three sets there's three locations how could this movie have taken he did 90 takes
0: he did like kubrick takes of stuff to the point where people are like we're wasting time we're wasting film we already got this scene so
1: would they spend like multiple days on one scene they, that's just, like, a two-shot? I'm trying to remember
0: in the book. I think he spent 15 days on one scene.
1: That's insane. Yeah. The most you do is a day and a half to two. If that. And that's if there's, like, a sequence. Yeah, like, he,
0: like I know that in Robert Altman's The Player, that opening one-shot tracking shot that mm-hmm. that starts a mile away and then goes from the gate of, like, Paramount Studios.
1: So that's the one where they're in the studio and, like, it's going, going it, around it and everything right, like that, right? Right. It's
0: going through... With uh, the writer showing up to the parking lot, uh, to the gate, coming in. Going inside, right? Going into the parking lot, parking, walking in. And then as it's walking in, you see other people pitching their show ideas. Mm -hmm. And then they go inside and then follow inside. That was one tracking shot that took five days to film. But that makes makes sense because you only have one take to do it.
1: The opening shot um, for La La Land, which is that one long tracking shot inside of the, um, on the, the, the freeway. Two days. Two days to shoot. Makes sense. Like, yeah. How? Five? Fifteen. Fi- 15 days on one scene in, in a that's, house?
2: That's, just overkill. It's
1: insane. Want to know what scene it is? Yes. Is it the roof? No. Which one? Yes. Oh, a sex scene. No. No. <laughs> um, oh, poor Julia Daniel. The,
2: the, um, the fight? You're tearing me apart! Uh, because... Oh,
1: because well, he... That must have been okay. his own vanity stuff, and then so, I assume.
0: So, what happened was... he wa- His favorite movie and his favorite actor are James Dean and Rebel Without a Cause.
1: Okay. Yeah, La La Land. I've seen it.
0: <laughs> no, it was those. So, when... James Dean says, you're tearing me apart, or it's tearing me up inside. He kept saying, you're tearing out a part of me, Lisa, and, like, stuff like that, or, you're tearing a part of me, and the crew would make fun of him, and he's like, why aren't we getting this? It doesn't make sense. And the the script supervisor and the DP are like, Greg, you have to tell him what the line is for his sister. I was like, I don't wanna.
1: No!
2: Why?! (laughs) This sucks. No. Why am I here? For how the you, money. How would you yeah. feel
0: if you were just supposed to be a, a like associate producer or a line producer on a movie, and he made you like a Godfather-level offer that you couldn't turn down? I, at
1: that point, I guess you would feel like you owe yeah. him. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, but I feel really bad for the guy who edited this. Cause that must have been a challenge. Oh, it was. Why was. so?
0: No, the no. Edit- it
2: was Eric Yalkut Chase. Yeah, Eric.
0: They, they, Eric they, is a bad man. They talk about they talk about that guy in the book, and he's like, "What am I putting together?"
1: <laughs> I feel like that's what was. Why <laughs> in the editing room?
2: They just come into the editing or, room
0: and he's uh, just like crying. Ed- everyone was in the editing <laughs> oh, gross. room. And. Poor Julia Danielle on the sex scenes, uh, besides being humiliated about mm-hmm. the acne, she had to do that sex scene seven times. Oh! And then with Greg Cicero's sex scene, I I think she wanted to keep doing it, and they're like, oh, we got it on the first take. Womp womp. <sighs> God looked down and said, I hate you, Alfalfa. <laughs> <laughs> So Uh, so
2: we go from the party. They've had their second fight. Um, Yeah, and
1: and he finds out
0: everything.
2: Yeah. That that he already
1: knew. Yeah. Well, Mark finally, he knew that she was cheating on him. This time Mark admits straight out, I'm the one who she's cheating with. And that baby is mine. Yeah. (laughs) I want that baby. I need
0: a new heart and kidney and brain. He
1: he asks her, he's like, is that kid mine? There is no kid. (laughs) He's he's like, what? Why would you, you gotta tell Johnny this. Like. God, it makes no yeah. sense.
0: And then they get into a fight. He locks himself in the bathroom. Johnny, yeah. Johnny, yeah, does. Johnny does. He pouts. The mom comes, okay, this is why I don't understand Lisa at all cuz Lisa's like, "No, I'll check in on him. He's just upset. I'll take care of everything, Mom." She leaves and she's like, "I'm leaving you and I'm on the phone with Mark. Ooh. Ah, I'm going to be with you, Mark. Can't wait to be with you, Mark.
1: Oh, I I'm just want to be come with right you." Right
2: upstairs.
1: Wow, Lisa, do you want to be with him? Maybe. Well, if we didn't know that she wanted to be with him, Tommy then go gets the tape that he had set up, and he plays back the entire conversation that we just heard two minutes prior.
0: Oh, we just skipped my favorite part.
1: I know we did. That's why I did it on purpose. No, what's your favorite part? I'm just kidding. It's, uh, Johnny, will you come out? Shut up, bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's.
2: You and your horrible mother. What?
0: Yeah, you and your mother. After a while, he (laughs) just sounds like he sounds like Andy Kaufman from (laughs) Taxi. He's like, "No." (laughs) So then we get to her on the phone. She's packing. She's packing up her clothes
2: to go, like to the building next door. No, not the building. No, upstairs. yes. or downstairs. downstairs. No,
0: it's down. It has to be downstairs downstairs. because they live in the penthouse. Oh yeah. Because they have easy access to the roof.
2: But apparently, you need a suitcase for that.
0: Yeah, she's going downstairs. She still has keys. As (laughs) does
2: everybody else in the neighborhood, apparently.
0: And then we get into Richard III because she leaves. He
2: comes out.
0: Oh, wait, hold on. Mark Mark says, yeah, I'm sick of him. I don't like him no more. Do you know who says that? (laughs) A five-year-old. I don't like you anymore. (laughs) This is like a Shakespeare. He's not coming to my birthday party. (laughs) You don't get to go to my basketball game.
2: This is and a we're Shakespeare not going to play. Chuck e. Cheese afterwards. This is a Shakespeare play put on by like ten year olds. That's what this is.
0: Ugh, no, ten year olds could do a better job. This is like a preschool doing a Shakespeare play.
2: Well, let's to be clear, maybe the end, not so much the beginning.
0: Yeah, and out of nowhere, he takes out a gun. Did do you watch the comedy Bang Bang? Uh, Michael Bolton's sexy uh, Valentine's Day. I know what you're
1: talking about. I haven't seen it
0: though. It's a so, Netflix special, right? Yeah, it's a Netflix special. It's amazing. If anyone... It's still on Netflix. Watch it. It's amazing. But he always has a line where he just looks at the camera and he's like, no one's going to stop me or my gun. And he just pulls out a gun <laughs> out of nowhere. And that's what it felt like. And I think that's where this comes from because I know Ackerman loves... Scott Ackerman loves this movie. Yeah, yeah,
1: Chekhov's gun, this is not.
0: No, no. This is... No, because you know, as soon as you see that this gun, that bullet's gonna fire in about five seconds. <laughs> yeah, because
1: it's and it's not introduced anywhere earlier in the movie. Yeah,
2: I was I was half expecting to see a plas- like a, a like an orange plastic knob on <laughs> <by> the <laughs> end of
1: it. That that was a that was so plastic. That oh guy. yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: But the scene right before he um, shoots himself is that's when he's running around his uh his apartment like, Ow! Just, like some sort of.
2: Sorry, your cat uh, nibbled my leg. He's just being a
1: butt. Is when he when he's running around the apartment like a drunken I don't know kaiju, just like smashing all his.
2: Uh, a very lazy it, kaiju. Exactly.
1: He's, he's he's smashing his TV, which is clearly made out of paper. He's smashing his uh. Just, candles and rocks and stuff on his mantle dishes
0: this reminded me of and i i said this to you guys as we were watching this do you remember michael jackson's black or white video yes i do this reminded me of that when he just starts smashing the car with everything and he's just like (laughs) ah smash ah smash (laughs) and the hair's the same same length everything yeah. Oh it's, my it's god, true. Tommy Wiseau and Michael Jackson.
1: Maybe Michael Jackson is Tommy Wiseau. Do you ever think about that?
0: All the time, like yeah. every Constantly. day. Constantly. I was like, no, Michael Jackson's not dead because Tommy Wiseau's still alive. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and they, they both started with the man in the mirror because he, the first thing he breaks is a mirror. A mirror. Yep.
2: Seven years right there. I can't wait to see James Franco donning mm-hmm. these luscious black locks.
0: Wait, That'd I didn't show awesome. you the pictures of James Franco?
2: No, you did not. Oh, oh
0: looks so good. He, we'll have to, we'll have yeah, to take a af- look at after, that after. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You don't get to come with
2: us. No.
0: <laughs> so he does his soliloquy, does his black or white music video smash of everything.
2: And then there's a the, chain of flashbacks. Yeah, As he's doing of, things, he's
1: remembering times hey, with Lisa that we've seen in the movie. Yeah. Hey, guys, know what we needed one more shot of? His ass? Her boobs. Obviously. Like end without that.
0: Yeah, right before he, he blows his brains out, it's the flower petals covering her naked body. Because if I'm going to put a bullet in my brain, that's what I want to see. The person who boobs. is unfaithful to me, right before I just say, Goodbye, cruel world. And that scene, that flashback, is why I think this is his, this
1: entire movie is his, that. His. It's got boobs or boobs. You, know, you think about boobs. <laughs> boobs are great so my philosophy just gets put to the wayside <laughs> no no okay i'm sorry shifting back yeah, no, i can see what you're saying like so because of that sequence you think that everything before that has been just one extended flashback yeah which i agree with i make i can see that interpretation of this that makes but a lot of everyone sense. everyone yeah.
0: in this room has to agree with no i'm just kidding no tiffany th- agrees with you yeah th- this is this is so jacob's ladder
1: <laughs> okay
0: this is a fever dream
1: I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, this is a bullet dream. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is a brain bullet dream. Oh. Oh, and then... uh How did they hear that gun? Well, th- they all lived in the apartment. I mean, but they gun- all- guns they are loud. They said they were leaving, and they would be back later. So, I didn't think that they were... I mean I, I, I thought w- I Denny would've...
1: lived down the street. Denny No, Denny lives in that apartment with him cuz uh right. he pays for the yeah, apartment. Yeah, but I th- I thought, thought he
0: lived in a studio like next door. Oh, maybe. I don't know. But like everyone comes in. Like the clown car comes maybe,
2: in. Maybe maybe uh yeah, she was just about to leave. But then, then, then I can see that. I can see her like, going down up. to Mark's. Well, right. And then like she has got her oh. hand on the doorknob and oh, then
0: like, boom. Like in American Beauty when everyone in the
1: in the neighborhood hears the gunshot.
0: How amazing would it be if he did uh, an American Beauty opening? Hello, my name is Johnny, and in six months I'd be dead.
1: That would be amazing. That would have
0: been fantastic. Oh, if it was that just Chris so Cooper from American Beauty? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just coming from
0: behind him? <laughs> Wait a minute. Your fiance's with another man? <laughs> yes, I don't like it. Give me a smooch. No. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm not like that. <laughs> Bang!
1: Oh, Lisa, you're tearing me apart.
0: Uh, I wish that was his final words. You finally tore me apart.
1: (laughs) Was that the sound of brains coming out of your head? Yeah. Just got the pss. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Pew. Laying in a
2: pool of his own blood
1: and brains.
0: And brains. So everyone comes running in.
1: Well, Denny, Mark, and Lisa. Well, yeah, the, but those are the the heavy
0: the, hitters. The three. Yep,
2: and they're weeping.
0: Well, Lisa's mom's not there. She's a pretty big Which heavy Which surprises
2: hitter. me, to tell you the truth, yeah. because she's been everywhere. Gosh, for she a would, woman she... who has breast cancer. <laughs> she,
1: she was probably at chemo. <laughs> Ouch. Well, this is right after the party. So, I mean, she probably went home for chemo.
0: Oh, that's One line that we words. didn't even get into was the fact that she said that, uh, huh, I can't believe Harold wants my house. Well, it's your childhood home, he's your brother, and you're probably both in the will.
1: But we agreed years ago, verbally, without any sort of binding contract, that that house was mine. <laughs> <laughs> like, she said that, and I was like, that's not how how houses work. I'm sorry, you just can't say something work. is yours. Like... You can't just, like, verbally... Like, I'm sure you can verbally agree, but... Hey, if, Dwight, if we really like your comer- house. This is ours now. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess that's... You've said it, so it must be true. <laughs> come on. Uh. Uh.
2: So Johnny's laying in the pool Johnny's dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: this feels like how I met your mother. The <laughs> <For> ducky time.
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah, they all come the in. Gentleman. They're weeping. Over his dead body.
0: Which I don't understand. Like, wouldn't they want him dead?
2: Well, Lisa, right away, is just like... Now we get can, to be together. We be together. He's not standing in our way anymore. And, and Mark's like, uh, dude. <laughs>
1: this is all your fault. Yeah. You drove him to this. Oh. From the guy who was just like, a second ago, like, I don't like him anymore.
0: <laughs> and he was probably just like, banging that guy's girlfriend. Yeah.
1: Uh, who, who do you think... Ha- like just because she's the one who initiated it doesn't mean that you didn't help him get to this state, right? Yeah. you jerk.
2: You could oh. have said no.
0: My favorite is when he, he tried to when he leans over, kisses him on the forehead. <laughs> it's like such like a tender moment. Oh no, what I would Why love don't him you to just
2: say? Put some coins on his eyes while you're. <laughs> having...
0: no, I would love for him to be like, "Good night, sweet <laughs> prince.
1: <laughs> we will
0: see you in another
1: dream.
2: In Fair Verona."
1: I, I like that in the final shot that you have, like, of the three of them, like, crying over his body, you can just still see, like, Johnny just sitting there breathing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, his chest is going up and down. But This I, is I, what death looks like, right? <laughs> this
0: is why I wish Will Forte was in everything, because have you ever seen Will Forte? Even, you haven't seen MacGruber, but nope. in other stuff he, he's he been in when, like, someone dies or something. La-
1: Last Man on Earth is, like, one of my favorite shows He does it TV in that, right too, now.
0: when, like, when... I think one of the balls exploding, he's like, oh no, uh, oh no. Yep, like, yep, yep. I, I love when he does that, because I, I would love to see Will Forte as Denny, like, scooping the brains back in. He's going to be okay. <laughs>
1: he's going to be okay. <laughs> see? And then he, like, picks him up and, he's like, smiling. put a smile on his face or something like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Come on, Johnny.
2: Let's go to the park. Oh, God. Let's go feed the ducks, Johnny. Um. um. I could see that. It, but, see, and also- I feel
0: like all of our shows that we watch would be so much better <laughs> if, if Will Forte was in them. Like, small oh, wonder if Will Forte was Vicky. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, say by the bell if Will Forte if was, was Jesse. Or Jesse. If he was Jesse. No, Zach. I got to sing. I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited. Uh, Fresh Prince. If he was uh, Carlton. Yes, that's exactly Because what I was Will gonna Smith say. has to stay Will Smith. Yeah. And then Baby's Kids. If he was everybody. <laughs> you guys he just went through
2: everyone. your whole opening right there.
0: If in The Simpsons. <laughs> he was Frank Grimes or Homer.
1: Uh, if in the office he was uh, Creed. If he was, if in the office he was Michael Scott dressed up as MacGruber. Awesome. He did that. Did he? In, in one of the um, Halloween episodes, uh, Michael, or, um, Steve Carell dressed as MacGruber.
0: <laughs> so. And,
1: and uh, if he
0: was John Lithgow in How I Met Your Mother. That's right.
1: That episode will be out by this point. Yeah.
0: And now- And if
1: he's. Who's the next one, Scott?
0: If he was Donald Glover and Mystery Team.
1: Kaboom.
2: So Johnny's dead.
1: Johnny's dead, and we um, just teased our next and then, episode. And then,
2: uh, Denny. Danny. Denny.
1: Denny. It it's is Denny. Dennis. Uh, it is Denny, I saw that. Uh, but, but he pronounces it Danny. He yeah. definitely says Danny. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, so he comes in says Danny. Wiseau says and Danny.
1: Everyone else says Denny. He's
2: yeah,
0: because we know how much he loves that wonderful actor, Denny Glover.
2: <laughs> so, Denny comes in. And he's like, I heard the shot. Oh, God, he's dead. He's dead. And, like... Is he going to be okay? Yeah. And you know the real reason he's weeping here? Because his life as he knows it is over. He's living it's sugar. The life daddy's dead of Riley. Well, I feel like everyone...
0: <laughs> Wow, that's a really... A life of Riley, that's a really old term. Wow, man, he's 23 skidoo. (laughs) If
2: you'll excuse me, I'm going to go get a phosphate now.
0: Boy, howdy. The soda jerk is closed for him. No more hot butter corn.
2: I'm just going to take my poodle skirt here and go. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, every I feel like everyone's crying because Johnny paid for everything for everyone. I
2: know he was everyone's sugar daddy in yeah. this movie.
0: <laughs> I would love Claudette to come and be like,
2: "Oh no, he was gonna pay for my surgery." Except for that scene where they're at the diner and he like gets his hot chocolate and then he just gets he just up leaves. and leaves. Like, <laughs> oh any yeah, anything. he
0: steals. Uh, I said while we were watching it that the two best actors in the entire movie, not counting Sistero, because yeah, poor Greg Sistero. Uh, um, Greg come on Come on the podcast Yeah Dwight and I would love To sit down with you And talk about this Yeah uh, But the two people In the coffee shop Who were like uh, What do you want What do you want to drink uh, I'll have a cappuccino She'll have a A s'more You want a s'more
1: I don't think those were actors I just think those were people In the coffee shop Who were just being Normal then they were beings. amazing Yeah
0: <laughs> Like give those people The Oscar So we've come to the end Of the movie Before we get into The basket Here's some fun facts about this film. Mm-hmm. It had an Oscar run.
1: Like what? he he campaigned. Oh, like with the, he like put up like a big billboard for it. And something it's that, still
0: didn't? up in Hollywood. It's oh, still, it's still up to this day. Or it might have came down last year. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> he he had an Oscar run for about a week and a half at the movie theater, which I believe now is owned by Quentin Tarantino. The, oh, the um, the uh, Galaxy. Yes. So. He had a premiere. He ha- paid people to come to the movie to fill the theater. and am not overly he, shocked. He brought, he brought um, uh, someone, famous, uh, someone famous as a widow who is the basis for um, Jennifer Saunders' character on Absolutely Fabulous. So he oh. brought... <laughs> he, that's what they said in the book. So he went all out for this movie... And when people laughed in the theater, in the words of the late Bill Paxton, game over, man.
1: Game over. Well, because he originally billed this as a a, a, a dramatic romance. Yeah. But and now says... he's marketing it as a black comedy. Yeah. yeah. And like, it says Like, he's totally right here, shifted it.
2: It says right here in the front, experience this quirky new black comedy. It's a riot. Who
1: who quoted, whose quote's that from?
2: We don't know. No Same. one. It's just <laughs> a quote. <laughs> yeah.
1: Gene Shallot, <laughs>
2: but there is a there. I thought there was a quote on the bag. Oh no, it's just four stars by Brian Cohen.
1: Oh Brian Cohen, <laughs> you know
0: that guy who saw that thing <laughs> once. Once. <laughs> uh, so let's get to the basket, Haley. How many bagels are missing?
2: Well, it's really just it's really just crumbs at this point. For you, for me, um, no. I would I would give it maybe one bagel because this is a project I guess he clearly put his heart and soul into, and I feel kind of bad, so it's a sympathy bagel.
1: Okay, Dwight. <laughs> oh jeez. See, okay, I'm I'm torn because I've I've said before that I enjoy this movie, and I legitimately do, but not for the right reasons. I mean, it's. It's incredibly bad, but it's so bad that it's good. Yeah, people
0: in so, film school should see this so they know what not. What to not to? Do. Do. Yeah, this is like a yeah.
1: perfect example of that. So, like on one hand, I agree with Haley and I don't want to give any bagels because Tommy Wiseau is an egomaniac and ate them all. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, like I get a lot of enjoyment out of this, so I want to give it like full marks because it's so much fun and I just enjoy it, watching it. But so you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna split the difference and give it like two and a half, which is not splitting the difference at all if I can yeah. do my math correctly. But I mean, it's it's a bad movie, but yeah. there there is enjoyment to get, get oh, out absolutely. of it. Oh, absolutely! I still enjoyed it. If you're watching this with a group, I'm gonna go up to like five because yeah. if you're watching this alone, this is definitely because you're, yeah. you're just I, I was just making sad.
0: fun of it. I was the whole point of watching this with people when I do it, is yep. to try and get everyone in the room laughing, yeah. and my goal was to get Haley laughing because she's never seen this, and my and goal didn't. was De- definitely to break you, and I did yeah. that a few times. Yeah, it, it, it's Rocky
1: Horror. like it's, it's a call and response to the, to the movie. It's fun. I mean, it, fun. they
0: show it at midnight screenings. This movie has made back double its budget. Oh, easily. Because of all the DVDs sales. I mean, hey, it has ten bucks of my money. It's not bad, actually. I have yeah. to
1: pick up a copy. Amazon Prime. Yeah, I know. It's the only way to do it.
0: So, I'm taking away ten. There's ten bagels missing, three are left, and they all belong to the two people in the coffee shop. (laughs) They each get a bagel. (laughs) And Greg, Greg Sestero, he, he was a man who... You got to listen to The Disaster Artist. It's an amazing audiobook. And that poor guy, like if you find out everything he went through, and the whole book is about Tommy Wiseau trying to one up him. Like he gets into the Screen Actors Guild. So Tommy pays for himself to get into the Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> he gets a movie, uh Return of the Puppet Master where he plays a oh. young version of the puppet master.
1: Toulon? I know the Puppet Master movies. Yeah. Uh, Andre, Andre Toulon's the name of the guy who, um, yeah, who plays the Puppet Master. Yeah,
0: he plays uh, the young Adrian Toulon.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Is that in 3? Or... Whatever the... Is it like the retro Puppet Master? Retro or is Puppet it, Master. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So,
0: that's he amazing. he saw that and he paid for a commercial to be made. So, his entire life was just trying to...
1: Keep up with his best friend? <laughs> to... to Air quotes.
0: I guess to be with this guy who is his friend, but isn't his friend.
2: Frenemies.
0: They're not even frenemies because he cares about Tommy and Tommy cares about him, but they just don't know how to show it. Some people dance and some people don't. (laughs) Uh,
1: Speaking of these two, I know we talked about this briefly earlier off air. Um, they they shot a movie together recently. Um, best friends, best friends, and it's it's not directed by So or written by So, but the two of them are actors in it. Mm-hmm. And that movie looked awesome, especially if you've seen the room and you know that they're about their relationship because it's about Tommy YSO plays this character and he like sucks um, Greg into this just like seedy underworld and like you you don't know if you can trust So or if he's like a maniac and it just looked fascinating especially after seeing the room
0: i think it's coming out as i told you before up yep. here i think it's they're trying to get it to come out at the same time as the disaster artist
1: amazing i want to see that movie so bad
0: the reason why i want to see the disaster artist so bad all of was scenes are with james franco well yeah
1: obviously i mean he plays why
0: <laughs> i hope they do like that jimmy fallon bit where like uh tommy goes into the mirror and be like oh, what should we do today, Tommy? And then it's Tommy Wiseau just looking
1: back. Oh, I don't know. Is Wiseau in the movie in any way, shape, or form? Or has he, like, does he have a cameo or anything like that? Yeah, Wiseau, all of his scenes are with Franco. That was his ag- agreeing oh. to have... I thought, you, I thought you meant that Wiseau had to play, be played by Franco.
0: That's well, yes. I'm
1: talking about like is Tommy Wazo? No, Wiseau, no, Tommy Wazo. All, all
0: of his scenes had to be with James Franco. Oh, okay. All of Tommy Wazo's scenes had to be with James Franco. That's the only way he would sign off on this movie at all. That's awesome. because Wazo was a very private person. There's a line in the movie that says uh, she ended up on a hospital in a hospital, and then he says some street name. That's the street where Tommy lives. And when he said that, it made it into the movie. When he said that. Tommy was so screamed at him. He's like, I'm a very private person. Don't say where I live. Like
1: Okay. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> hell, who knows how long this podcast is gonna be on before, you know? Uh, he um That's why, uh, for everyone listening, there are no clips in this one, and I'm doing that
1: so that this can yep. stay on the air. Um, my first introduction to the room was when, when i was in college but i used to watch a lot i still do but i used to watch a lot of the nostalgia critic i don't know if mm-hmm. you've seen any of his stuff oh yep. yeah he did the room um and that was my first introduction to the room was his his riff on it his review of it and pretty shortly after he released it um why so himself specifically targeted his review and got it pulled down for at least a month before like he managed to like get it back up getting around some sort of copyright thing but Wiseau is, like, incredibly protective of this property and anyone who comes out and attacks him in any way, shape, or form. So now that I've said all this, I don't want this episode to air. Um, <laughs> period. So uh, if you're listening to this, I don't know how it got on the internet. But to the point where Wiseau um, actually came on and did an uh, interview with the Nostalgia Critic. No, Cicero
0: did. He never showed up for his interview.
1: No, no, there, there's one where um, oh, it, yeah. it, was, it was a Skype interview. Oh, okay. uh, it was a phone interview or something like that, where the, the nostalgia critic is talking to Yso. And that was just fascinating because he's just, the nostalgia critic is like just ripped into him about, like, why did you make me take down your thing? You don't think that being a crazy egomaniac is weird or something like that? I don't know. But it was fascinating. Like I said, that was my first introduction mm-hmm. to in, the room.
0: Anyone who talks about this movie, there's been podcasts that did on how did this get made. Mm-hmm. We're not doing this out of a place of like malice. No. We not. love this film. Yep. Everyone loves this film. Everyone in Hollywood loves this film. To the point that they're making a movie about making this film. And it has
2: Which we can't wait to see.
0: Oh god. I've been waiting three years. As long as Weren't you We've waiting, pretty, uh, pretty much been engaged. I've been waiting for that film.
1: Scott, as Haley said yes, and Scott, like, that's great, but when's the disaster artist coming
0: out? <laughs> yeah. I was, that, that's why we can't get married until the movie comes
2: out. Girl. The hell we can't. I'm just kidding. Just go down to the courthouse right now.
1: <laughs> this movie was lightning in a bottle of, of the best and worst kind. Yeah. I, I love it so much.
0: Because you see what creativity can do. Because he took something painful to him mm-hmm. and he made it th- so that we could all enjoy it. Oh, that sounded weird. But he made it so that... Yeah, so we could all enjoy it. <laughs> like, weird really no faces to, from yeah. getting
2: a BJ. <laughs>
0: yeah, he was making Cosby face. Yeah, <laughs> like.
2: And Lisa was being Cosby. <laughs> oh!
0: Shots fired! Oh, yeah. But...
2: Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs>
0: I, I, I love this movie. I unabashedly, unapologetically love this film. And what he did with this movie. I saw this in theaters in 2003. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. Because uh, my friend... Uh, Wait, how
2: old were you?
1: would have been high school. I would have been in high school. So uh, I, I think I just turned 16, 16 or, or 17. 17. Okay. Depends on, I don't know when. I,
0: went, I went to the Danvers Hollywood Hits that is no longer there. Okay. RIP. And I went with my friend who was an artist. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like, "I heard about this film. It's not playing many places. It's supposed to be fascinating." And we saw it and we awesome. just watched it I'm and we jealous. were like we we stayed for the other three screenings. They're like, "Guys, this is leaving soon." We won't charge you anymore. Do you want to watch the other ones? I was like, hell yeah, yeah. we want to watch the other ones. Because the first time we saw it for ourselves, mm-hmm. the second time we saw it for the audience, <laughs> and then the third time we saw it for ourselves again. So I saw this in theaters
1: on film. That's amazing. Well done. So- I'm, I'm jealous.
0: Well, they're always doing midnight screenings on film? I- Yep. Not just DVD showings. No, on
1: film. They actually I have film print. That's amazing. Coolidge. Because the, the few times that I've actually gone to like those like midnight sh- showings for stuff like that, I'm always disappointed whenever they're just like, and here's the DVD.
0: Now the the Coolidge Corner doesn't do that. Somerville doesn't do that. Um, the only place I've known to actually do that is
1: like. There's a place in the mall at Salem in Salem, Mass. That does that. When yes. we went to the Rocky uh, Rocky Horror midnight showing. Yeah, that that's
0: that. the C- Cinema Salem. Yep. But I I love that. Theater, I wonder if and it Amherst
2: was, does this. I bet they do. Amherst does film. Yeah.
1: They do film
0: prints.
2: Oh, okay.
1: So. It's impressive because most places are going digital now. Sorry. Go, go, Scott. Close (laughs) it out. Close it out.
0: (laughs) So, Dwight, uh, next time, (sighs) I think that uh, we should get back into the mystery game. You know, I used to be a boy detective. You used to be a boy detective. We're still boy detectives. Want to solve a murder?
1: I would love to solve a murder, Scott.
0: But let's do it comically with Aubrey Plaza.
1: Wah, wah, wah,
0: wah, wah. so we're gonna I, watch mystery team guys you can watch it on netflix and uh
1: i've never seen it so that was funny for scott trying to do a setup there and i know I, I, I have no idea what's going on i'm gonna
0: i'm gonna show it's amazing i'm gonna show dwight the trailer after we wrap with this and, and the that, time of my life yeah <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> show him around the world folks <laughs> <laughs> see the entire the entire review of this. You know. There have been... This is a film for lovers, so I brought my lover. That's why Dwight is sitting in my lap. Hi. and i are canoodling. <laughs> <laughs> so, after this, we're going to watch the trailer for Mystery Team. So, do you want to plug anything?
1: Uh, okay, I guess we can. I know we talked about this before. Uh, I do another podcast um, called No Refunds uh, with my wife, Tiffany, and uh, my good friend, Alex. Um, you can check that out at uh, No Refunds Podcast uh, on Facebook. Um, yeah, give us a like and uh, go yeah. give us a listen. Scott was just on the last one. We did a thing called the Summer Movie Draft where we um, talked about the movies that were coming out this summer and we um, drafted them into teams and we're having an uh, opening weekend head-to-head fights, basically. <laughs> Haley, do you have anything to plug?
2: Uh, yes. In fact, um, Scott and I do another podcast, if you recall. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. W- what's the name of it, Scott? It's
1: Curland on Film. That se- <laughs> Haley, what, you're not saying it's not Krillin yet, though. That's, that seems pretty egocentric, Scott. She's getting already there,
0: getting
2: there.
0: <laughs>
1: getting.
2: Still
0: climbing that mountain, folks. Yeah. <laughs> we got these Sherpas. And, uh, you know, I'm here at Roger's Bagel Basket. Guys, email us. And yes, yeah, email we- us. Check us out on Twitter. Um, and we have some really fun contests coming up for you guys.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for them, though. They're, they're all really, really good ideas. Should we tell them? Nah. Nah, we'll, we'll tell them on the half dozen. Listen to the half dozen. Yeah, start we'll
0: listening to the half dozen guys. Yeah. What but there's something
1: uh our our email addresses and stuff like it's weird, right? Like the the, the, the Twitter's ba- weird. Uh, Twitter the email is, weird. is
0: just writer's bagel basket. Okay. No twi- apostrophe.
1: Twitter's missing like Vowels. Letters, yeah. It's just Just smash letters into your keyboard atron and you'll get there eventually. <laughs>
0: it's W R T R B A G E L B S K T
2: so, yeah. I hate you. <laughs> Th-
0: that's not my fault. <laughs> that's Twitter. You're only allowed to have, like, 20 characters for a... Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, so, about
2: Facebook, Twitter, email, pick one. Pick them all.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and do we have an Instagram? Hell no. Nope.
2: Working on it.
0: We have a Vine, though. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so do we
2: really have a vine, vine? doesn't exist anymore. Oh, it doesn't?
0: I am, no. I am uh,
1: very caught up with my technologies. That's gangsters with computers. <laughs>
0: no, the Vine would just be us, like, sitting on the toilet. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. I know. So, until next time, I'm Scott Kerlin.
1: I'm Dwight Stern. Smell you later. Bye. Haley okay, didn't get to say bye. Say bye, Haley. Bye. <laughs>